Well, we have、uh, quite the race we're called to run this hour. <laughs> a lot to cover. Oh, <laughs>、uh, yeah. All good, too. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, I know, Father, we had a wonderful weekend last weekend with the men's conference.、Mm-hmm. 25th annual and 1,700 men. And Which is amazing. It is amazing. Given the times we're in, amazing. 1,700 men, yeah. And, Just amazing.、Um, and originally, they printed 1,250 programs. <laughs> And then on Friday, they had to print another 500. It was or, our version of the multiplication of the loaves. It was the multiplication of the pamphlets. <laughs> or it's men waiting in the last moment, not registering on time. But probably it was yours, what you said, multiplying. I like that. We'll give credit to Jesus. <laughs> and、uh, it was Jesus. And、uh, the theme was called to be saints. And a beautiful theme. Yeah. yeah. And what a great theme. And we had on every chair. An enthronement bag with an image of the Sacred Heart, Welcome Us Heart Manual to Enthrone, certificate, and prayer cards. And then you were able to share, Father, about the enthronement, about why.、Yeah. And, um, and then that illustration of, of the boat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Explain、true. to our listeners、yeah. how you connected that to the heart. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were meeting like a month before、um, Matt Palmer. I thought it was good. Yeah, Matt Palmer, just a, a beautiful soul, fiercely devoted to、um, the Catholic ministry, to men and to women, and、uh, an essential part of the conference. You know, he and I, he's like, he invited me. And this is, this was beautiful. He said, Father, you know, because of the time, because of the year, you know, and everything going on in the world, we're really hoping for a great turnout. And yet at the same time, we know there's a lot of stress on people's minds. And so we're really, you know, kind of bracing ourselves for and hoping and praying for maybe 500, 700. That would be a great turnout. You know, praying for a thousand, that'd be beyond our expectations. And he said, so it's not going to be a huge crowd, but it's going to be a very potent crowd, a very receptive crowd of men. And we're going to, you know, invite you to just come on and have a conversation, simple, laid back, not that many people there, big room. And、uh, of course, None of that ended up being true. There was a huge crowd, you know, a massive stage. It was wonderful.、Um, but when we were praying about, like, how do you have so much communicated in a brief conversation in front of all of these men coming from a variety of different backgrounds and explain the devotion of the heart of Jesus? You know, and there were so much that you could say. And,、um, and I, I told Matt, I was like, you know, the image that's coming to my mind right now is、uh, young John, St. John the Beloved. In the boat, you know, and he was in a boat several different times in the Gospels with the other apostles. And in a couple of those times, you know, it was John who recognized the voice of Jesus from the shore. And、uh, maybe most painfully,、um, there's that moment, you know, Jesus has died on the cross, Jesus has come back from the dead. And, you know, the apostles are, they're battle worn. I mean, they're weary, they're tired, they're worn out, they're emotionally spent. Their, the bandwidth is just exhausted. And there's that moment, and,、uh, you know, and they're fishing. Peter's like, I just have to go do something other than what we've been doing. You know, <laughs> let's go fishing. Let's not even worry about catching anything. I just want to sit in a boat far away from everybody and anybody. And in the morning,、um, the Lord speaks to them from the shore, and it's John who recognizes the voice. It's John. Who understood that Jesus was calling to them from the shore. And of course, they, when they make it to shore, the Lord has breakfast、mm-hmm. waiting for them, a charcoal fire, as John's gospel says. And so, what I was trying to, I was hoping to communicate to the men who were at the conference, and for all of those who are listening, men and women listening, 
is that John was able to recognize the voice of Jesus in great moments of stress, anxiety, bandwidth was done, tapped out. These guys are on a boat just trying to get away from reality. And Jesus spoke, and he recognized the voice of Jesus because John knew the heart of Jesus. Remember, a couple of days before, John was the one who embraced the Lord at the Last Supper, placed his head upon the breast of Jesus. He knew the heart of the Lord. He knew the heart of Jesus. He knew the sacred heart. And that's what enabled him to, in those moments of stress, in those moments of escape, he still was able to understand whose voice was speaking, the voice of Jesus. And, you know, and that's, that was kind of like the thrust of our conversation to just help the men realize if you're on that boat just trying to get away, if you're overwhelmed with stress, if anxiety is just eating at you, and you're just not sure where to go, what to do, how to get there, in order to know the voice of Jesus, you have to know his heart. You know? Well, and I think as each of the speakers talked about the heart. Absolutely, yeah. And um, they can go on St. Gabriel Radio yep. on the archives and listen to the talks. But I thought that whole tie-in for the conference. And then at the end, Father, when we had Father Wilson come up and share that important message yeah. Now is the time. Exactly. Yep. And I think you used the word, get over it, men. <laughs> get over yourself. Of all the things to be remembered for. <laughs> now, as a woman, I'd like to weigh in. All right. To say that I had suggested to the women last month that they also take time and listen to the men's conference. And so, you know, I did do that, which I've done mm. for many years. But I must share that it was the most meaningful day of retreat that Mm. maybe I've ever had. And so women, if you did not, you know, we're not listening, it's not too late. Yeah. And it's really about our heart and our hearts also better understanding, connecting to the heart of man. But there's so much in this conference that's for us. Yeah. So, you know, this is the gift of technology. This is the gift of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio that, you know, the archives yep. to be able to go back when you do have a moment, especially now during Lent. And those talks, all of them were just um, really anointed hmm. and really connected Well, and I thought, Father, your comment for a lot of the men there is to say, since 2013, we've been promoting the Sacred Heart at each of the conferences. This time was uh, full-blown. I mean, it was the big banners, (laughs) eight by ten images. It's beautiful. I mean, but there was a different spirit. But I think what you were really saying is, okay, guys, just do it. I know. It's just, time. Just, you know? It's time to do yeah. it. You've heard about it. It's Why true. are you not doing it? And his heart was in their hands. I mean, he was, they were yeah. literally holding yeah. the yeah. package with an image of the Bless. heart of Jesus. And on Ash Wednesday, just a couple of days after, this fellow came out of church after Ash Wednesday Mass, and he came up and he's like, Father, I had never gone to the conference before, the men's conference. And he goes, and just something's just, I got to go. And so after the conference, I went home and I was talking to my wife, and she's like, so how was it? You know, I, I've been begging you to go to the men's conference for years. You've never gone. Mm-hmm. This year you went. And he's like, well, you know, it, it, it was powerful. It was good. He's like, I, I didn't know really what to expect. And, and he's like, and my, my wife said, you know, what was your, what was your takeaway? What was your takeaway? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, there was, you know, a priest there. I've only heard his name and I've heard his voice on the radio. Mm-hmm. And he 
<laughs> he was asked by the interviewer, you know, like, what's the message of Jesus that. to the whole crowd? And I was like, get over yourself. Yeah. And he goes, that was my takeaway. I had to get over myself so that I can actually love you and love the Lord. And she's like, I've been telling you that for 22 years. <laughs> and it took a priest at a conference to say, get over yourself for you to hear it. <laughs> so, He's like, yeah, but it just sounded, it sounded like it was from the Lord. And she's like, yeah, I'm your wife. I'm speaking the words of the Lord. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, it takes time. And you (laughs) know, it's not that we are not um, really paying attention or tuned in. We know what's happening in the world at this moment. That's true. And we grieve it. Yeah. But we also know the remedy. Yep. And so, you know, here on this program, we are so privileged to have the means to be able to share the remedy. Yeah. But we have to receive the remedy. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, the enthronement, welcoming his heart, is more important now than ever mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And at the end, also, when the men, when the images were blessed, and each of the men took them out of their bags and lifted them and see 1,700 images wow. the yeah. Sacred Heart. And the, I, I just was overcome with the Holy Spirit. And what we're really excited for now is for the families and individuals to receive the graces. Yeah. I mean, it's just not, well, you're going to hang a picture. Exactly. No, it's yeah. you're hanging what our Lord has yeah. requested, that he wants his heart to be exposed and honor in every home. So with that, we also have some first-time listeners who are going to say, well, wait a minute, how do I get into the game? How do I get one of these images? Oh, very, Jack, you're so good at helping us with it. Very simple. You can go on our website, welcomeisheart.com, and order an enthronement kit. You can <clears> even put a request in there to have a missionary call you for additional information. You can stop by St. Gabriel Radio yeah. and pick up a kit, and or you can just call the number 614-468-3959. And that's what this program is all about, is to help you to open your door. The Lord wants that door to be open and to welcome and honor his heart into your homes, parishes, schools, and workplaces. And I think as we continue to see... Uh, what we're doing here. There's some other initiatives. Maybe, Joanne, just share a few of the initiatives. initiatives. Well, we do share every mm. month, but really, we can't say it enough. Sign up for the monthly newsletter. Sign up your friends for the monthly newsletter and then tell them, well, I have a gift for you and it's <laughs> going to be coming in your email every month. And it's wonderful. And it really, it's beautifully done. Oh, it's so beautifully done. It's not done. like one of those emails you get from your bank saying you're in debt. <laughs> no, I mean, this is like, yes. it, you actually want to read it. I delete it. that. I send that right to check. <laughs> Ford. <laughs> exactly. So, no, it's, a, it's a beautiful, it's a very good looking email. You want to read it. You want to open it. You it know? is. Yeah. It is. And a lot of content. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's yeah. something for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, our monthly Sacred Heart meeting, and that yeah. occurred last night, and now we have it before the Mass and Benediction. But it's a, it's a new way in that I think COVID also did bring some blessings. Mm. Of course it brought blessings. All things work to the good for those who love God. And so we have, you know, welcomed anyone who would like to come 
You don't need to be a signed up missionary. You can come every month. Emily is focusing on a one of the promises, the Sacred Heart promises made to St. Margaret Mary. And last night was we will con- he will console them in all their troubles. Yeah. And Chuck, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and again, this is on the vigil before First Friday. Yeah. And St. Paul's has a has adoration and benediction, if you can attend, ends at 555, then the Mass, 615. And then the lower level talks and reflections start at 7, it's over with at 815. But I think the key is, if you can't make the Mass, you can just come for the talks. We had a wonderful crowd last night, and we had Chris Weitzer and Janet Fanning, Janelle Fanning, give their testimonies. And I think for this is going to be on welcomehisheart.com. Uh, it'll be on our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss them. Yeah, both mm-hmm. of them are powerful. One's on the family and one's on health. But I mean, both of them. And, and what it brought to Joanne and I and everybody sitting there, and there were some tears, is just how much the Lord loves us. Yeah. And how yeah. the heart of Christ being in their homes, have transformed their homes, have transformed their hearts. So you want to hear that. And then, Joanne, share a little bit about the rosary. Well, the rosary is going to be every Sunday from 7.30 to 8.30, and that'll be by Zoom. Mm. And it'll be led by Jeannie and John Swisher. So we welcome you to join in. And, of course, we know the Blessed Mother has been pleading now for over a hundred years yeah, in many yeah. places that the rosary is the weapon. You know, it's not about arms. It's not about political. We can mm. talk about this leader and that leader, but really we need to take up the weapon yeah. and the weapon against <clears throat> evil. One of the, you know, there are many weapons, but the one that the blessed mother keeps urging us to pray is the rosary. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, we have the monthly radio program, which we have every first Friday on St. Gabriel, as you know, from eight to nine. And then we have the podcast. Here we are. <laughs> YouTube videos. And um, so go to Welcome His Heart, find out more about this. And then finally, we just ask you to consider supporting this mission. And um, you can go to Welcome His Heart. We gave a envelope out at the men's conference for in every bag for them to support. We're looking for reoccurring gifts anywhere from twenty, ten, or seven dollars a month. And why? Why do you need to do this? Well, I can give you a lot of examples. One was the Carmelites this week called us, said they need a hundred and fifty packets. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next question is uh, sister, do you have any money? Oh, no, we're Carmelites. <laughs> so this is why, and it comes every day, request. And yeah. we're yeah. not only servicing Central Ohio, but the 50 states. Yeah. And Father, there's been five religious orders in the past months that have all requested packets. Thank God. And Thank information. God. Yeah. yeah. And and they get it. And it's not just religious orders. Right. No one is turned away. Right. Right. And I And I love this quote by Jesus telling St. Margaret Mary, Uh, And it says the following, Jesus told her, Thou must not keep these graces to thyself, Mm. nor be sparing in distributing them to others. For I have willed to use thy heart 
as a channel for conveying them in the souls. Yep. Mm. And I think, Father, this is not something we want to just put under the lid and put the lid on top yeah, and no. say, okay, yeah. our program's over with. <laughs> right, See you right. next month. Yep, exactly. And I, I mean, if, you know, as we were going through, um, we were building up the bank of opportunities. Mm. So you have like the monthly radio show. Um, the Thursday evening before the first Friday, you can actually go to something in person at St. Paul the Apostle Church in Westerville. I mean, beautiful opportunities for prayer and reflections to hear about how the Lord is working in other people's lives, mass adoration. Um, then uh, now there's, you know, the opportunities online, the the newsletter that comes through email. I mean, literally all you have to do is click open. Yeah. And then um, the rosary that's going to be prayed, you know, on Zoom. Um, and I presume people go to the website to find out how to participate in the, the rosary with yeah, the they sacred missionaries. Yeah. They're not the getting website. that email. Yeah. For, for a lot of and them. And so how beautiful. You sign yeah. up on the website for the yeah. email yeah. to get the Zoom. But, you know, all of these things are meant to help us recognize his voice. Yeah. And so when, like, people hold up the picture of the sacred heart, and have it blessed, and then take it home, and like you said, Chuck, just hang it on the wall. Or they do the enthronement, and they treat it like a one and done. That's not really embracing the heart. That's acknowledging the heart, which is awesome. It's the first step. But our our goal is to embrace the heart of the Lord, to live with the heart of the Lord, so that no matter where we may be, no matter what's going on around us, we can recognize His voice as He speaks from His heart, you know? And these opportunities are powerful, and they're beautiful, but at the same time, it's up to us to hear the voice recognize the voice, follow the voice. And it comes from the heart of Jesus. And we're here to make sure that the heart of Jesus is in every home, in every heart, so that we can recognize his voice, so that we have that source of hope and peace. And, um, I mean, we just went through many different opportunities, which are all powerful and beautiful. And guess what? They hit us in different ways at different moments at different times. You can't deny God's providence that you're at a particular moment in your life at that time when you open up your email and boom, there's the newsletter. Well, and Janelle shared, you know, many things. Uh, You will just be uh, really more than inspired by going and following um, and listening to these witnesses. But one thing she shared is that in their family, they started moving the images Uh. to other rooms. And as they really became more and more aware of the Lord coming into their home in a new way Mm. and they're connecting their heart in a new way, you know, he started off in one room is like, oh, we're in the kitchen a lot. Move them there. And what about the family room? And I thought that was so powerful because we have also shared you know, don't just get used to seeing this image, right. walking by it. Yeah. It's there. You you don't hardly look at it anymore. And Lent is a perfect time yep. as we make these little, you know, shrines to the Blessed Mother in May. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, every time. But Lent is another time. Yeah. Is to just maybe you do need to move it to another location, yeah. put a candle in front of it. And really begin to reawaken, you know, the promises that you made, the welcoming that you did. And I think our Lord, you know, requested this. It's it's not like, okay, Father Mm -hmm. Stasdale says, you need to do this. He does say that. (laughs) I know he does. (laughs) But I'm quoting the Lord. Yeah, but the Lord Lord said, my heart shall be exposed and And honored. honored. And I think what, Father, we're talking about is all these opportunities 
to honor Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. And the morning offering is so the be- is the beginning. Yep. That's what we want you to begin with. And so if you're interested in supporting this, we have 70 uh, currently uh, reoccurring uh, members, friends. friends of the Sacred Heart. And we're, our goal is to get to 140. Mm. And really what you're doing is we're inviting you to share in promoting this devotion and being part of the team uh, that we it's our website it's media where where Emily is speaking Emily Jaminet speaking at many media outlets today and father speaking live and zoom events uh, conferences enthronement materials our congress many other things and again we're just answering that call that our lord gave to yeah. everyone. And it's it's for our listeners right now, you know. Remember that remember that what the Lord said in the one promise for those who propagate this devotion, for those who bring me to others, your name will be written in my heart never to be effaced. I mean, and people are always like, "Well, how do I do that?" You know, mm-hmm. you let someone know how you're alive. You let someone know what you have found, the one you found. You let someone know how you know the Lord's voice. From where does your peace come? Or how do you survive when everything's such a mess? Especially in these times. You know, like, and it's that in-person conversation when someone's like, I just don't know how you're keeping it together. Yeah. You know, my response is like, well, what, what makes you think I am? <laughs> it's the Lord keeping it together, <laughs> not me. And what voices are you listening exactly. to? Exactly. I mean, you propagate the devotion by directing the attention of someone's heart and mind to the heart mm-hmm. of Jesus, you know? And you've just given that. And I mean, I, it's amazing that at the church where I serve, Holy Family, we'll put out those holy cards of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And I always think, I was like, I wonder if I have tapped the well. <laughs> like, am I yeah. just now putting like Catholic clutter in yeah. the back of the church? Nope, they're gone. <laughs> they're always gone. Because uh, yeah. everyone knows that that image of our Lord's heart is yeah. powerful. It's yeah. beautiful. Someone will walk in and say, I not only need one for me, I need 10 for others. And the prayer is so encompassing. Uh, yeah. And yeah. everybody, and I, I know an individual, and you know individuals, and we're all struggling, uh, myself Such, included. Yeah. So it's not like we have the answers. Yep. But sometimes, Father, uh, you start to share with the person, and then you realize, I'm not getting the first base. He, <laughs> he, he has shut the, me down. The wall is there. The yeah. wall is there. I know. And then you hand them out the card. Yeah, it's true. And you just say, pray this. Totally. Yep. yep. And that's when you you know yeah. that you have a tool to give someone yeah. when they put that wall up. And they're burnt toast. Right. <laughs> Once they say that prayer, they are burnt. They're not just toast. They're burnt toast. Now, I mean, Father, the Lord's like, you are mine. <laughs> Father, we have seven minutes to cover Lent. Ooh. Oh. We can read it. Was that the tone? <laughs> Let's start. What is Lent? <laughs> Well, you know, let's begin just base value. Lent is one of the beautiful seasons in the liturgical life of the church. It's a season that has a beautiful importance as a standalone season. Then it has an importance as a uh, preparation. So let's look at the importance of Lent as a standalone season. You know, remember what the, the words of our beloved Savior, the words that come forth from the heart of Jesus as he's speaking, as he's preaching, as he's loving, as he's healing, as he's forgiving, as he's correcting in the gospel. Repent and believe. Repent and believe. Turn away and what? Live the gospel. Live the good news. Live the, live that truth that God loves. It does require repentance, meaning conversion, turning away from the path you're on, you're walking down, turning away from that and walking the path the Lord has set out before you. Repent, turn away, and believe. 
live, you know? And I think, you know, uh, we keep having to almost distill, kind of make pure the, the message for the modern, um, the modern ears, the modern heart. And one of the beautiful things, you know, in Lent, it's, it's a beautiful message. It's a beautiful invitation. It's powerful words. You are not made. You are not created to exist. You are made. You are created to live. And Lent is one of those moments in time every year where we're reminded, I was not made just to exist. I was made to live. So I have to repent, turn away, and I have to believe. I have to live the Lord. I have to live the life, live the heart of Jesus. Lent, of course, is a penitential season. And this, of course, rubs a lot of people the wrong way when they first hear that, because when people think of penance, they think of punishment. Penance is actually discipline. Penance is a self uh decided, a self-intention, you should say, path you walk to become strong so as to run the race. Think of those words of St. Paul, run the race so as to win. Well, how do you run the race? You have to practice. You have to take up on yourself exercises to be able to run the race, to walk the path. That's what penances are. They're disciplines to make us strong enough to continue down the path the Lord has set out before us. It does require of us to acknowledge the goods in the order around us, the good that is found in the world, but to say, these are all beautiful things, but I was made for something better. I was made for something that's called heaven. And the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh is calling me from his heart through his voice to repent, turn away from the goods of this world and run towards the greater good that is heaven. And of course, that is Jesus. We find him now in this season of Lent in the Blessed Sacrament. We find him now in the heart of of the Lord that we enthrone in our homes that we have present among us. We find his love, that love and mercy from the heart of Jesus during the season of Lent in the crucifix, seeing our Lord crucified on the cross. You know, a lot of people, uh, because of the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years, they're like, well, you know, I, I just don't think that's important right now. It's like, it's of incredible importance. Mm-hmm. The one thing the world needs now more than anything is to understand God's undeniable sacrificial love for us as exhibited on the cross. You know, for someone who draws close to the sacred heart of Jesus, they're like, that's my expression. It's like, yeah, but the heart was pierced on the cross. Yeah. When they're like, well, the divine mercy image, that's Mm. my expression of the Lord that I cling to. It's Mm. like, from where does that water and blood pour forth if not from the cross? You know, Mm. we all want the glory of the resurrection at the expense of denying the reality of the price that had to be paid by the Lord because of his love for us on the cross. Lent gives us that opportunity to be strong enough to acknowledge the cross live the cross, and journey to the cross. Not in any kind of sick or twisted way, but understanding the cross is that sign by which I have victory. You know, I cannot get to the glory of the empty tomb unless I make my path up Calvary and experience the power of the cross. Lent then helps us understand the reality of the mission of our life, for all of life, but it also prepares us for the glory of the empty tomb, the resurrection of the Lord. Wow, that was beautiful, Father. I don't I think I could say that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, Under pressure, things Holy come out. Holy Spirit, wow. <laughs> Holy Spirit, and we're going to go into session two in a moment, mm. and we're going to continue this, but 40 days, Father, 40 yeah, days. Exactly. Why 40? Well, I, I just want to interject before we start session two, that if you have a cross of divorce mm. and a broken heart, that this Saturday at St. John Newman, there will be a walk-in. You can walk in for the event about healing and hope. And then also Emily will be speaking. Emily Jaminette will be one of the speakers. 
but it's through the heart of yeah. Jesus yeah. that the heart of Jesus can transform, yeah. wants to transform your heart, especially if you've experienced pain and a broken heart. Yeah. And the retreat officially starts at 9 a.m. at St. John Newman with a breakfast from Panera and Mingling. And then Father Dury will start around 9.15. Mm-hmm. The team will be there. Uh, feel free to just walk and register, or you can go to St. John Newman website to register. But yeah. I know it's going to be, this is what Lynn's about. Oh, yeah. It's about uh, healing our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's about turning away from the sorrow of this world. Yep turning towards the glory of the Lord. And uh, we still have a lot to cover. So thank God there's a second session. Stay tuned. (laughs) And as we, you know, we referenced that prayer to the sacred heart that is so beautiful and so powerful, as Joanne said, all-encompassing. So we're going to close this segment with that prayer. Mm -hmm. We invite you to listen, listen to the words, listen to the message, and join us in union as we offer this prayer to the heart of Jesus. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you. I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. He was making the assumption that we love ourselves. And love is expressed in actions, not just feelings. So, do you love yourself in action? I know, the demands of life make you feel selfish when you take a break from studying or working or taking care of the kids to get, quote, me time. But when you don't care for yourself, you're leaving your loved ones with the worst version of you. Tired, haggard, burnt out. And if you're a parent, what's that communicate to your kids about their dignity and worth when they learn by example that self-care isn't important? So if not for your own sake, do it for those who love you. Spend time indulging yourself in things that inspire you so you can live an inspired life and be an inspiring person. Read a good book, eat a little sushi, take a walk, watch a movie, work out, take an extra long shower. You know what? You're worth it. God thinks so. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. There was no single event. It was more gradual. My husband was not Catholic, and at the time, I didn't really think that it really mattered which church we went to because we all loved God and we all loved Jesus. And that was the start of my journey out of the Catholic Church, where I remained out of the Catholic Church for over 30 years. When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. When I um, started to read the Bible, I could see that our Catholic faith is steeped in Scripture. I could see some of the sacraments in Scripture. I could see some of the liturgy in Scripture. I wouldn't be the spouse. I wouldn't be the father. wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today.
Good morning, and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. As we head into our second segment with all of you, considering the power of the heart of Jesus, considering the glory of his message and the redemptive power of his grace, we invite you to join us as we renew our covenant with the heart of Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart, and in the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Help us carry our cross daily out of love for you, and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families and the nights that are to come, and help us to live that we might get to heaven. Amen. 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 Well, Father, as we are finishing up talking about Lent, and going into a wonderful couple, beautiful feast days coming up. You know, what suggestions do you have for people to help make them have a holy Lent, mm. a fulfilling Lent? Yeah. And I know the, the church yeah. has ha, has its game plan. Yeah, absolutely. We start yeah. ash, we <laughs> go know. 40 days. It's true. We have to fast. I know. We have to not eat meat. <laughs> it's true. And I'm a convert, so <laughs> I'm still learning, Father. I'm still learning. He plays that card. <laughs> I'm a cradle, and I think I'm still learning. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, let's begin with the words of our Lord. You know, we uh, pray, and we fast, and almsgiving. I mean, so he kind of gives us like the three, the you know, the three different balls for the different sports we're going to have to play during this season. You know, we pray, we fast, and we give alms. And in this season of Lent, there's that opportunity to just renew renew that desire within our heart, feed the desire within our heart for the Lord. And to really, um, you know, one of the things that's been coming to my mind in my own personal prayer and in my preaching is to ask for the grace to see as Jesus sees, mm. you know, and that begins with yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. People will ask me, Father, how do I make a good confession? And it's like, well, ask the Lord for the grace to see as he sees, mm. And then brace yourself because you're going to want to run away screaming. (laughs) But don't. Because when you start to see as he sees, then he's going to give you that grace to love as he loves. And you're going to love yourself as he loves you. You know, and that is not a prideful, a boastful, an arrogant love. That's a powerful, freeing, liberating love. You know, I said, because we all have to be very careful of ourselves when we hate ourselves. Because someone who hates themselves is a very cruel individual, Hmm. a very painful, a very afraid individual. But someone who loves themselves as Jesus loves them, that Mm -hmm. person is the person who sets the whole world on fire. Hmm. So when you're you're struggling, you're like, it's been a couple of days, it's been a couple of weeks, it's been a couple of years, it's been a couple of decades, you know. Mm -hmm. You're like, that's just dirt, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of the dirt. Mm-hmm. run towards the well that'll help you get clean. Mm-hmm. And I totally get it. You know, I love to tell people, and I tell myself, the more difficult it is to go to confession, the more needed and necessary it mm-hmm. is, you know? Um, and it's just, it's so powerful. But we sometimes psychologically, sometimes from previous experiences, we burden ourselves when looking at the opportunity to be free 
And I just say the first step is to ask the Lord, you know, stuck, muddled, dirtied in sin as we may be. Ask the Lord for that grace. Lord, help me to see my life as you see my life so that I know what I have to offer to you so that I know how much you love me, how much you're walking with me, how much you desire to heal me. But at the same time, you're not going to heal me unless I open myself to your healing. And, you know, know, with our Lord um, requesting the first Fridays and first Saturdays and then reconciliation confession once a month, you know, and then the promises connected with that, you know, when you start to get in that habit. Yeah. A, a monthly confession. Yep. It is so beautiful. At yeah. first, for myself, it was like, okay, this is what I have to do. I want to check the squares. <laughs> I want to, you know, yeah. he said, you know, what will happen, the graces and, yeah. you know, for death. And, uh, and, and then it's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> this it's is good. True. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, know. first Friday is coming up, yeah. first Saturday. Oh, yeah, I have to go to confession. Yeah. And then, you know, you can see changes happening. Yeah. Yeah. So our Lord is the divine physician, and he yeah. knows how to heal our heart and yeah. the remedy and prescription. Yep. And that's prescribed. And it's um, it's effective. Yeah. I, now, Chuck will not fall into what I'm about to say. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, Joanne, you won't either. Oh, I but don't know. But for people who are like me, <laughs> you know, easily, <laughs> and you're driving along, and then that nasty little light pops up on the dashboard saying, you have 25 miles left before you run out of gasoline. <laughs> oh, no. You know, and you're like... What? Where did it go? <laughs> I swear I just went up no, three no. weeks ago. My car was a full <laughs> so, tummy. And it's like, okay, now I'm, of course, I'm on 315 in the far left lane because it was empty. And there's all this traffic between me and the exit. I got to get to St. Gabriel Radio for the radio station. And I've got 25 miles left before Father, my day goes is, in. That is my husband. That he's well, like that. Well, we don't do public confession anymore, <laughs> but apparently we just did. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, great. With everything going on in the world, I got an empty tank and gas is super expensive. And you're like, well, maybe I can just make it to Henderson. And then you're sitting in the light and and the Lord's like, gas station on your left, gas station on your right. And you're like, well, maybe I can just get there and then I'll get it on the way back. And then, of course, that nasty little light's like, now you have 15 miles before you run out. You know, they put that there for people like me. They're like, don't end up dead on the side of the road. Now, if you just think of what's going on in your car. That is exactly what's going on in your soul when you wait and wait and wait. And your soul's like, dude, I'm empty. Like, I need to be filled up with God's grace. And the only thing you're putting in me is sludge. You know, this is not good for anything in this machine that we call your body. Great. And the soul is trying to get you going. And you're like, I think I can just make it like five more years before I go to confession. You're like, what the? Chuck, are you listening to this car analogy? <laughs> well, apparently we're well, going back good, to the early church. There, 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 there is good news, Father. <laughs> I, I realize with the cost of gas, speeding no longer is, a, I know. is efficient. Boy, I now am oh. creeping along trying to get 40 miles to the gallon you and to me, see if I can stretch it. You and me are cut from the same cloth. And I'm like, dear Lord, just send me a gas station when I need it. He's like, I already sent you 44 gas stations, well, but you drove past. But, but, but think about this. 
we can get filled up every day. It's true. Just going to mass. Absolutely. We don't need a gas station. Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but that nasty little light on your dashboard <laughs> is actually in your heart, your conscience. It's like, dude. I'm running empty Come here. In. You got like two days. Yeah. You got two hours. Okay, that was supposed to be four weeks ago. Can you please get me in, fill me up with God's grace? And a lot of times we just think of confession in the wrong perspective. We think of it as like this public admittance of failure or sin. And it's like, it's actually going to be healed. Yeah. You're like, I go to the doctor and it's like, listen, can you please, I need to set up an appointment to go to my doctor and have some stitches removed. So I'm going to set up that appointment. I'm going to do that for a finger. You know, and then it's like, but the soul, which is so much more important than the finger, it's like, I need to make sure I have that mental appointment, go to the priest, give those sins over so that the soul can be healed. And that restoration, that reconciliation can take place. You know, don't be Father Stosh with the like 25 miles to go in the gas tank. That's just not good. Father, that is powerful analogy. And I think for everybody listening, during Lent, this is a great time to get back to Mass. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And there are no excuses. Yeah. No excuses. No. But I, I'm going to make another suggestion. All right. What's your suggestion? <laughs> is that... Fill up that gas tank, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> 50 <laughs> years. Another suggestion. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was going to come out. <laughs> we're we're going to be saying that for a long time. I have a feeling. Uh, but, you know, sometimes I, I get all excited. And I get all these books out. Mm. And I get all these favorite devotions out. And I'm going to read them all. And I'm going to pray them all. And I'm going to just, you know, and I get so overwhelmed and so confused that I don't do a good job. Yeah. And this year, I said, no, Joanne, you know yourself. Yeah. Finally, I'm going to choose one or two things and try to, you know, do them well and see them through. And so, you know, if you are like me and um, you might consider mm-hmm. just simplifying, yeah. but focusing and also being at peace. Yeah, that's so true. Well, so, now so we, true. we have the two major feast days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. St. Joseph and the Annunciation of the Lord. What? You left out the third? Well, well I didn't want like to talk daily. about St. Patrick's. Is there a Franciscan or just St. Saint, Saint Patrick? St. Patrick was a Franciscan wannabe. Okay, wannabe. <laughs> he is English All right, and Scottish. We have three, now, gate, three great feast days. And we'll start with March 19th. And this is something, I don't know, Father, I read, but you can help me with this. Why March 19th? It's because in the 10th century, the day was thought to be Joseph's birthday. Oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> sure. Pope if it's not true, it should be. Added this feast to the church. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But anyway, why do we need to honor this feast day? Why is the month of March known as St. Joseph's month? Oh. You know, it, it's really powerful and it's beautiful. I mean, the month is shaped around his solemnity. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about it, in um, January, we consider uh, Mary the mother of God, 
right? And then we begin the new year, and there's this incredible fervor and excitement to start everything new, start everything fresh. This is good. This is great. We're all basking in the glory of the nativity. And then we head into the month of February, with uh, February 2nd, presentation of the Lord. You know, the, the presence of the Lord has now entered into the temple. It's return to the temple. Think of those beautiful words of Simeon. You know, like, I've been waiting for the return of the presence of the living God to the temple. He is now here, the Christ child. So there's this excitement, you know, Mary's given birth to God in the flesh. Humanity is slowly but surely becoming attentive to it, aware of the presence of Jesus. The presence returns to the temple in the presentation of the Lord, the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the month of February. Then we end it in the month of March, and we take notice of this figure, this person who's present in the midst of the beginning stages of redemption. He doesn't say anything, but he's very present, and it's St. Joseph. So as we head into, we're still early on in the year, you know, so only the third month, we have this beautiful opportunity to consider the role of the one who, while in sacred scripture, doesn't say anything, we may intuit from what is said in sacred scripture, he says at least one thing, that's the name Jesus, because Joseph is the one who names the Christ mm-hmm. child, Jesus. And by that, he legally adopts the Christ child as, as his son. Joseph, of course, has a legal claim to the throne of David. That's what he hands on legally through his mm-hmm. adoption of Jesus to Jesus. So in this month of March, we get to consider the power of the one who, though he says nothing, mm-hmm. does much. He loves much. He loves mm-hmm. well. And he, he walks with the Lord. And I think, you know, we're witnessing right now during our lives, during the, today— Right now, today, this week, this month, this year, this decade, we're witnessing um, a decline in civilization, society, and culture. But, you know, don't become mesmerized or disenfranchised by the darkness. Focus on the light. We're also Mm. living in a time when it's a task given to us by our Father in Heaven to build something new. And when you need to build something new, you have to look to those who also built something new. And that's what Joseph did. St. Joseph helped Mm. in building a new civilization of love by welcoming the Christ child, raising the Christ child, walking with the Christ child. And when you enter into— protecting the child. Protecting and providing. I mean, when you think of what St. Joseph did, you realize this man is worthy Mm -hmm. of learning from listening to, walking with, and learning to how to be, not just, you know, for the men out there listening, not just how to be a man, but how to be a disciple. Hmm. I mean, think of the humility Joseph had to have to pick up an infant, knowing that that infant is God in the flesh. Wow. He was like, you are the one my ancestors wanted to see and worship and pray to and hold and call Messiah and Christ and Savior, and I'm holding you in my arms. Yeah. You know, you are dependent upon me. Yeah. For food, and like you said, Joanne, I love that, the protection. He's the custodian, you know? And yet the humility that is exemplified Mm. by Joseph, it's just powerful. And when we're in the season of Lent and we're thinking about how exposed we become when we make a good confession, when we turn away Mm. from the world, when we think of the betrayal and how people will call us out and mock us because of our past sins, and yet we're Mm. trying to be holy, think of Joseph. Mm. I mean, think of the scandal, Joseph yeah. put his face in the in front of by saying, no, I will not turn my back on yeah. Mary. You know, she is with child. I will not. You know, he stood face. He was rooted in Scripture. He was not afraid to live in his time period when even though historians say there was the Pax Romana, the peace of the Roman Empire, there was a lot of underlying violence, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. frustration and violence. And the culture was dying. A new culture was being born because God was dwelling among us. Joseph, mm-hmm. in this month, St. Joseph 
I mean, he's a powerful, beautiful example of how to learn and how to love and how to live the life of Jesus. Well, and I also read his beautiful father. And for those who have welcomed the sacred heart of Jesus into our homes, we have a worthy protector and intercessor. Yeah. Even if it may be rightly said, a holy foster father and St. Joseph. And, you know, this... This one of guardian, I, I, I think of um, Joanne has a brother in a nursing home mm. who has a guardian, mm. yeah. and he takes care of him. Exactly. He really As does. guardian of, our, of the Redeemer, good St. Joseph becomes the guardian of those who are one yeah. with the Redeemer. Yep. He's our guardian. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that and that's you know, why we go to St. Joseph. Yeah. When we use the language of grace, you know, mm-hmm. in baptism, you become a brother or sister of Jesus. So on this world, on this planet, in this life, Jesus' foster father is our foster father. Mm. His guardian is our guardian. Mm. You know, and he is powerful. I mean, he's powerful in his intercession. I love the words of St. Teresa de Jesus. She said, if you have something really big that is just weighing you down, burdening you, give Mm. it to St. Joseph and leave it there. Mm. Don't pester him. Give it Mm. to him and trust, and he Mm. will take care of it. You know, I think the greatest, well, there are a number of, of, of graces I've received becoming Catholic, but one of is really understanding the Holy Family. Yes, mm. yeah. Because I did not learn that. Yeah. And now, Father, we go right into the Holy Family with Annunciation of the Lord. Yeah. Now we got Mary and Joseph. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, this is something that I, um, like if I were ever given a position for like five minutes and I could make a long-lasting change in the life of the church in this part of the world, would I would be, say, Father? I would say the Annunciation of the Lord is a um, Holy Day of Obligation. Because remember, you know, people rush to church for Christmas. Yeah. You know, I mean, people who don't even go to church go to church on Christmas. They want to be there. It's the birth of Jesus. But that is not when God takes flesh. Yeah. That's when God in the flesh becomes visible to us. He takes flesh at the Annunciation. In the womb of Our Lady, God takes flesh. Wow. I mean, the conception of Jesus takes place at the Annunciation. And that's when, like, the bells of emancipation start going off. You know, I mean, that, that's just like the message is out. God is among us. He's in the womb of Our Lady. And as faithful Catholic Christians who are pro-life, this day is huge. God dwells among us in the womb of his mother. And I think it's really time for Catholics to start standing up and acknowledging that if we are pro-life, as we are pro-life, yeah. then the Annunciation of the Lord, God taking root in humanity, in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that's a huge day. It's an incredible day. It, it clarifies everything. You know, and you, when you think of Our Lady, like I, I spent many years of my childhood going to Mass at St. Patrick's, and there's that beautiful stained glass window oh, of the yeah. Annunciation. And, and different churches, also the cathedral has a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. And notice how like whenever the Annunciation is depicted, Our Lady's kneeling in prayer, and there's like a curtain drawn in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to show that she was in prayer. And in that moment of prayer, mm-hmm. Gabriel Angel, the archangel, which means messenger, communicated the words of the Father Mm. about the incarnation. My son, my son will be within you. You know, Mm -hmm. you are full of grace. And those words are powerful. You know, a lot of people say they're a Marian feast day. It's the Annunciation of our Lord is a Marian feast day. It's definitely Marian, but it's Christ-centered. Any time where we draw close to Our Lady and celebrate her role... It's because of how she is so incredibly open to the Father's plan and makes Jesus his and son present. And the unborn child's heart absolutely, is yeah, so early yep. in development, the most sacred yeah. heart. Yep. And sister at the men's conference, do you remember, Chuck, she gave that beautiful reference to how our hearts are formed 
so close to the heart of our yeah. mother. Oh, yeah. And our hearts beat in cadence and in rhythm with the heart of our mother. I mean, when we draw close to the Which sacred heart of Jesus. Science. Exactly. Yeah. When we draw close to the sacred heart of Jesus, do we understand that the sacred heart of Jesus in the flesh yeah. was being shaped and formed and beat in rhythm with the heart of the immaculate heart of yeah, Mary? Yeah, wow. I mean, when you say there's no connection between the two hearts, it's like, um, with all due respect, no, there is. There's a huge yeah. connection. And when you fall in love with the heart of Jesus, you can't help but acknowledge the role of Our Lady and how she protected, like St. Joseph, defended, carried within her womb. Um, I, sister made that reference. She's like, you know, um, we all have an incredible bond with our mothers because she carried us for nine months. You know, I think she even made a reference like we could tell the difference between her touching her womb you know, on the outside versus yeah. someone else touching. We got to know the touch oh, of yeah. our mother, the voice of our mother, the heart of our mother. When you draw close to the sacred heart of Jesus, you're going to necessarily, you're going to absolutely, you're going to eventually realize the mother, the woman who walks with her son, Jesus. And because of the order of grace, she walks with us as her children as well. I mean, this is the family. Wow. The church is the family of God. And, and we know when we wound the mothers. Yeah. We're wounding our whole society. The whole family. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've often thought, yeah. Father, as a convert, we didn't get into Mary. You yeah. know, it was like a Protestant. It's it's somehow, I don't know what happened. But sure. the way I look at it is we had Eve and then that fallen of original sin. And Mary came. Now, when, we, we, yeah. when we don't connect to Mary, we go back to Eve. Yeah. Yeah. We go the women go back to Eve. Yeah. And I think that's why we need to really honor Mary and start to say, Mary, help my heart to be more like your son's heart. Yeah. A beating heart that you carried. That's true. And I think, you know, that expression, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for everyone, we cannot be afraid if we are standing with, with the Lord, getting the mass. Yeah. Really getting the confession, getting to the sacraments. The only reason we're going to fear is the enemy is going to put that doubt in us. Yeah, absolutely. And think about how powerful and protected Our Lady was because she's full of grace. And the angel still says, do not be afraid. In her little yes. Yeah. The yes of really not really understanding what this would all be, yeah. but just surrendering her yes to God and I know and we've shared and I think many will reflect on the same thing times when we have given our little yes we could have never imagined what the Lord can do with the yes and so we invite you to say yes to welcoming the heart of Jesus into your home to you know formally doing that opening that door Opening your heart, allowing him to come in as the king, brother, friend, and savior. And just, you know, just make yourself vulnerable. And last night, the testimony with Janelle Fanning, it wasn't when they enthroned. It was like, well, nothing changed. Nothing changed. (laughs) Seemingly. Yeah. Yeah, seemingly. But guess what? Every day they were renewing that enthronement. Every day they were moving the images from one room to another, and all of a sudden everything started to change. Yeah, because and I think they were that's what our Lord said. Yeah. Yeah. We have to honor this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Great time to do it. All right, we Don't go to St. Patrick's. Patrick. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Father, you you call this as great as the other two feasts? No. 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 Okay. No, no. I, was, I, I, no. I misunderstood. No. It's even better. I misunderstood. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to go to Purgatory for that. <laughs> Not at all. No. I mean, when you celebrate the Feast of St. Patrick, you just you end up being, you just fall in love with how the Lord can work with someone who's experienced incredible pain and sorrow. Mm-hmm. He was a slave. And you just see how mm. it happens. And, you know, of course, St. Patrick is uh, fiercely admired. And, you know, a lot of people have incredible devotion to him because of how many people were forced to leave their homeland mm. in the past you know, and come here and start something new. Even now. And now. And they just carried Patrick, the patron saint of their country, with them. And so, you know, but let's go beyond the culture. Let's go beyond the language. Let's go beyond the colors. You know, let's look at the man. This was a man who was very broken. He was scarred. He was wounded. But he opened himself up to the power mm. of the Lord. And really, when you look at the example of St. Patrick in this, in this season of Lent, open your heart, no matter how difficult life is, how painful, how much enslaved you may be. Open your heart to the, lo- the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he'll do amazing things in you, with you, and through you. you know? And if you're looking for reading, we suggest... Secrets of the Sacred Heart, to go deeper to an understanding of what are these promises all about? You know, how how practical are they? How Mm -hmm. can I really welcome them and experience them? And it's also great reading, especially for Lent. It's true. And also, we have a wonderful four-part series coming up, Rebuilding a Christian Culture with Father Daly, starting with the Catholic men's luncheon down at St. Patrick's. Yeah. Just no Strange, wonder he tired. has a little tie to St. Patrick's. <laughs> and with St. Patrick's, and today on March 4th, guess what? It's going to be on St. Jason, St. Joseph, yeah. model of penance and discipline. April yeah. 1, Sacred Scripture. May 6th, Our Lady as Mother and Queen. And June 3rd, the Now, Sacred this is Heart. about men, is that correct? Well, unfortunately, it's well, about men. Be a better man, and that will be great. I would say it's for men. We'll be it's grateful. That's all right. <laughs> no, that's good. Chuck and Joy, this hour just goes. It flew by. It just, like, yeah, so fast. So fast. Um, but, you know, we really want to renew our invitation to all of our listeners to just remember the invitation given by the Lord to become a member of his family, the church, and to live as a member of that family with his heart as your own heart. And as we come to a close of this hour, the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we look ahead to the rest of the season of Lent. We give ourselves in trust and in confidence to the mercy of God, and we pray the enthronement renewal prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May your Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820 on WVSG Columbus and FM 88.3 WSGR New Boston, Portsmouth.